Welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. Merry Christmas. Uh, my name is Daniel Rhoda. I'll be your host today. Uh, with me, like always, I have Father Ryan Morabitz. How are you doing today, Father? Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm doing great. I just walked past the Adoration Chapel. Uh, there's five people in there. That always just brings just a joy to my heart. So, um, yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Things are going great. Beautiful day here. Yeah. Uh, well, do you want to open us in a quick prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we glorify you in this season, this season in which we give thanks and receive the beautiful gift of your Son. Lord, we recall and we, we remember that you have given your Son to the world that we might be saved from our sins. Lord Jesus, you who came to share in our human nature in all things but sin, we ask for your blessing and your grace to be upon us uh, in this special season, that we might celebrate who you are and the fact that you came to save us. Lord, allow us the grace to be saved. Lord, we, we praise and we glorify you in all things. Um, Holy Spirit, come and fill our hearts as well in this season. Uh, give us the grace of your joy and your peace. We pray all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Yeah, absolutely. Well, today is kind of a, I mean, it's a kind of special, or Christmas Christmas special, if you will. Yep, we're going to talk a little bit about the Christmas, uh, entering into the, the Christmas mystery. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but before we do that, we want to talk about what's going on this week. And uh, for that, we have a little a special guest. Some things going on in the parish, yeah? So one of the things that we have going on here as we enter the new year is um, we're in a time of transition with one of our, our positions on the staff, um, both here at St. Lawrence and then at Holy Family. And so we're going to be hiring... Um, um, a custodial person at Holy Family to do cleaning and stuff. Um, we're just working out some details on that, a, a new person. And then we've, uh, we're have we going to put together a maintenance position, actually. Right now we're leaning towards probably it's going to end up being a full-time position of overall maintenance of St. Lawrence and Holy Family. We're, we're working on that job description as well to be able to present to the Finance Council and then publicly post it. Um, and then we, we hired somebody here part-time um, temporarily and hoping to turn it into maybe a more permanent position as we move forward as well as we work some of this stuff out. And that's Hannah. It's not Hannah, folks. If you see her, it's Hannah, like Hanukkah. Um, I have a tough time with that name, so that's why I'm always joking about it. Um, so Hannah is, uh, uh, lives right here, actually, in the neighborhood with her family. And uh, they've got a great story, actually. But Hannah, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? She's a new member on our staff, so... If you see her um, when you're here on Mondays, Thursdays, or Fridays, which are the days she's working right now, um, you can thank her for her good work and for the cleanliness that is happening around here. Hannah, tell us about yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. Hi, I'm Hannah, and I am now cleaning for Father Ryan. And it's going well. He's a pretty good guy to work for. I am... We live about five minutes from this parish, but... Well, both parishes. Both parishes, but we go to a different parish. <laughs> Hannah, I'm not, I give you and your husband a really hard time about that all the time, because they do. They literally live right between St. Lawrence and Holy Family. But they had a conversion to the faith, to the Catholic faith, um, when they, they moved here through um, St. Mary's Star of the Sea. And so I, I do honor that. Um, so they've become, been connected to St. Mary's of the Sea, but 
I still think that they are, they should go to a parish within their boundaries. But tell us just a little bit about your family and your family coming here and the conversion that you experienced. Yeah. Um, so we moved here about three years ago from Arizona and converted about two years ago uh, from Mormonism. And uh, I mean, ever since we've been you know really active in our faith and love sharing it with other people. We um, have two boys, go to St. James. And yeah, that's that's pretty much us summed up. Okay, thanks, Anna. We we're, we're grateful. Welcome to the team. Welcome to the the staff here at St. Lawrence, and uh, we appreciate the cleanliness is next to godliness attitude that you have. And uh, uh, sh- yeah, we're just really grateful. So keep up the good work. Yeah, thank you, Hannah. Yes, she's already experienced the Father Ryan uh, audible calls. Yep, just being p- called out of the hallway. I literally, and just onto the mic. I was so. walking in here and I was like, "Hannah, come in." I said, "Go on, come on, let's be on the podcast. Let's introduce you to people." <laughs> I do call the audible <laughs> once in a while. She's also experienced the Father Ryan coffee cup everywhere, and usually has a little bit of coffee in it too. That's one of my quirks that um it, they give me a hard time about, and I don't. It's just one of those quirks that I'm just not fighting in my life. It just is what it is. <laughs> But she did leave a friendly note um, on the desk of, you know, um, these dirty cups should go in something called a sink. Um, yeah. Please keep it clean. So she's already, like, on me to keep my office clean. So that's good. That's mm-hmm. good for yeah. the parish. You know, it's good for me, too, I guess. You know, yeah. that's like having another mother around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're all very excited that Han is here. And, yeah, yeah. you know... Uh, uh, probably ask for some prayers as we go through this kind of you know, transition yep. with, with some staff. Um, but yeah, we can uh, jump into uh, the kind of main section of today's podcast, which is talking about Christmas. Yeah. You know, talking about uh, this time of the year. Um, we're going to go kind of a little bit over like very practically some logistics for the, um, for, uh, the holiday this year. Um, but then, you know, kind of just talking about like what it means for us, you know, as as Christians, like, you know, actually, like, spiritually, what does this, what does this mean for us, you know? Um, so, I guess, start off, uh, Father, with just kind of talking about uh, the the masses. Yeah. This, uh, this in, in you know, what, Christmas Eve and then Christmas, we're going to have uh, four masses. Correct. Two at Holy Family, two at St. Lawrence. Yep. Uh, and, uh, yeah, do you want to run us, run us through some of that? Yeah, so the Christmas Eve masses are uh, four o'clock at Holy Family and then six o'clock at St. Lawrence. And then Christmas morning is just like Sunday mornings, so 9 a.m. at Holy Family and 11 a.m. here at St. Lawrence. Um, Christmas Eve Mass, the 4 o'clock Mass is always the biggest one. It's the largest one in every parish all over the world, (laughs) pretty much. Um, 4 o'clock Masses are popular everywhere, I think, because it gives people the opportunity to come to Mass as a family and with a larger community, and then usually people, you know, I think have the opportunity to go and um, have a meal together and do the Christmas Eve thing and then enjoy Christmas morning um, as family oftentimes. And so the 4 o'clock Christmas Eve Mass is at Holy Family. It's always wonderful, wonderful music. Um, we have ourselves set up for 800 people. Um, so wow. we, we went and we, we got lots of extra chairs. The last two years, we've, we haven't quite had enough chairs. This year, we've got a lot of chairs. The whole social hall is filled, kind of auditorium style, if you will. There's, I think, four aisles. We've got a communion line that's set up for back there. We've got a process for setting up communion to go back there and, and have communion lines back there that should flow really well. Um, we'll actually have four extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion back there, I think. 
yeah, I think um, so it should go really smooth back there because it's about the same size back there that we have in the church, actually, based on number of chairs. Um, one of the other things, folks, is that, you know, oftentimes you've come there, um, I'm going to be double mic'd, so we'll have actually sound back there, um, really clear sound. It should, we've tested yeah. it, it should all go well, hopefully. Um, so we've done some really good setup on that level. To get, you know, the four o'clock mass in particular, and I'm talking about that one because people know that that's the big one. You know, I would I would get there, I would I would guess around three o'clock start rolling in. Um, we've got wonderful music, um, ready to go and stuff, and there's a great chance to visit and get some seats and stuff. But um, if you're coming down to Holy Family, you're going to use that Third Street entry into the upper parking lot. We all have a parking crew and people at all the entrances to the lots in different areas. Um, you'll be able to, once that lot fills up, you'll be able to enter there to drop people off. So if you want to drop the family off or, or anybody that needs needs dropping off, I mean, drop them off and then go down either to our lower lot or your park on the streets, different things. So we've cleared out a bunch of spaces and a bunch of areas. We had a trial run this weekend and got um, some extra spots filled because we removed so much snow. Um, and we've got, and in both places, you'll see that we've got it kind of coned off and roped off. So you can pull up. That's like the center line, so you could pull up to the rope, if you will, um, into a spot. A big thing is to try to really see where those yellow lines are. A lot of the snow is melting in the parking lot, so we really need people like, especially those first folks in, to park between the lines so we can get as many people parked as we possibly can. So we're really working hard on that. If at, you're at Holy Family and you end up in the lower lot, you can come in that back door, and there's an elevator to upstairs. We'll have people down there. There's an elevator to come up, or you can go up the stairs. Um, so if you get park down there you don't have to walk around on the street if you're on the street you can come in any one of the entrances um um what else is there down there um those are those are kind of the main things i think down there the parking yeah. the seating um you know fill the pews when you come into you know um fill them up and you know ask family to try to get there as soon as possible you know it, it's much more peaceful if people aren't like saving spots and right up until like five minutes before mass yeah um because then there's just it's much more peaceful um yeah christmas morning is pretty much just like sunday morning um usually the crowds are about that size too and so that's there's not a lot to those ones the 6 p.m here at st lawrence we will have extra chairs set up as well around the church we can get a lot of extra seats in and stuff and so um yeah come with a, a spirit of joy and it's it, it should be a really really great christmas celebration here in the in the two parishes so yeah yeah, I, uh, growing up, we would always go to the four o'clock Christmas Eve mass, and yeah, I was always, I, I was actually talking with someone yesterday. I don't know if I've ever been to a Christmas morning mass. We've always gone to Christmas Eve. Mass. They're usually pretty skimpy, actually. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just always been a really awesome kind of family tradition yep. there. You know, go to the Christmas Eve mass, and uh, it's it's yeah it's it's cool you know just coming out and everything and it's dark and yeah it's just it just ha it it just like that to it me feels is, is kind of when it right? yeah, yeah yeah that that's when it sets in for me is like okay it's Christmas like yeah. we just got done with mass and yeah so uh yeah excited excited for uh excited for Christmas this year yeah it's it's for as a priest it's one of the most joyful joyful times um you know and and Christmas landing on a, a Wednesday is a great thing for a priest cuz you get a little <laughs> bit of break between Sunday and then Christmas Eve yeah. which is really nice too um it's tough when Christmas is on Monday cuz you're rolling into Sunday evening right out of the Sunday masses yeah uh, we had that 2 years ago i think so yep so yeah we're really excited um 
and we got lots of good things set up. People have been decorating the churches, so both churches are looking really fantastic now. Hopefully, people appreciate that and can enjoy what the folks have done um, with decorating the churches, and yeah, it should be really, really great. Yeah, so uh, transition kind of again into maybe kind of more of the, the spiritual side of Christmas. Yep. Um, you know, we've, we've kind of, we've journeyed through Advent. We're at the very end. And maybe when you're listening to this, you know, it is Christmas by now, the Christmas season. Uh, so we've, you know, we've kind of gone through this, this journey of waiting, this journey of Advent, and now we're entering into Christmas, the season of Christmas. And so I guess, what does that mean kind of for us spiritually? And I, I know, I think we talked about this maybe last week that, uh, that it's it's kind of easy for us sometimes to be in the more penitential seasons, and it's harder for us to sell it to actually just like celebrate, to just let ourselves breathe, relax, and celebrate. Yeah, and and and, and you know that is kind of worrying that, about all the things that is, we stinking worry about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so so yeah, so w- what does it mean kind of for us spiritually entering into this Christmas season? I think it's you know to come back to the the whole theme is like he saves us, so rejoice mm-hmm. because he is he, the Savior's here. God is fulfilling His promise. And the Savior is in our midst. And so it's so important to let yourself be saved. You know, and, and when we enter into the Christmas season, to, to receive the joy of that, to receive the joy that, that the one who's, who saves us, the one who can save us, has come. And we're celebrating that and acknowledging that. And it's such an important, important part of salvation history that we celebrate, that the Savior has come. God has fulfilled his promise. And let us rejoice in that and be glad. Uh, one thing that uh, j- j- just kind of popped into my head, and I think it's I think it's kind of interesting about Christmas and and especially with our, our Savior coming, because uh, when you think about uh, the Messiah coming, and maybe even within like the Jewish tradition, they didn't really expect him to come in the form of like an infant, right? Yeah. And so I feel like like that's something very kind of special for us as Christians, and even like Jesus like kind of modeling that for us, just like the savior of the world coming not with the clouds opening up and him just like floating down as you know a god man but just coming through human means as an infant yep he fully enters into humanity and into our situation um just as we have you know by being born <laughs> yeah um in the human way that we are born and it's amazing, you know, I preached this last weekend about how Joseph gets to name God, you know. He gets yeah. to actually be the one who does give him his name, um, you know, kind of legally, if you will, but also for humanity to to recognize his name. Um, but that, that he really does, he submits himself to the vulnerability of being a human per- person. And the need that we have right from the get-go, too, for one another. You know, it's amazing that God lowers himself and then suddenly is dependent upon his mother and father for protection, for being nourished, um, for being clothed, um, for all the things that a baby needs and, um, and enters in as, as a baby. Think about it, Jesus is a baby. Some of you have babies right now, right? Like Jesus was all that. Right, he was all yeah. of what a baby is, right, and so just a complete, complete dependence upon man, upon humans, upon man and woman, upon mom and dad. Like God makes Himself dependent upon us. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and just a great, a great model for us to kind of 
in return be dependent upon him, mm-hmm. right? He really does show us the way, you know? He shows us the way in so many different ways. And one of the beauties of, of salvation, knowing salvation history and celebrating salvation history within the liturgical year is we do get all these images of God and in the Christ. And so from, you know, the image of Jesus in the womb to the image of Jesus being born to the image of Jesus being a young boy um, to the image of, you know, Jesus being a, a young man and an adult and, and teaching and living and being in the midst of people to, to the image of, of Jesus' death. And then the image of his resurrection and his ascension. And then we also in the scriptures have these heavenly images of Jesus, right? So this is one of, uh, this is, it's again, it's the reset and the beginning once again of walking through the image that we have been given in Jesus Christ, the image of God himself um, with the human face. And so it's, it's really, it's, it's always good because it's a, it's a fresh start. It's like, okay, let's start over, you know, or. There's something new about a, a new newborn, right? It's kind of this beautiful, fresh start that you kind of sense and can feel um, when you're around a baby. And Jesus is always wanting to do that with us too. You know, you think of every time you go to confession, you, know, you walk out of there, it's a fresh start. You're you're like at your baptism, you know. And for those of us that were baptized as an infant, it's really good, like neat to go back to think, okay, it's a new beginning for me, you know. And in the liturgical year, and when we celebrate Christmas too, it's to remind us. Christ comes to create a new beginning for humanity, and he does that for you, you know? It's, it's a beautiful thing to think about as we reflect on the image of Jesus as a, as a baby. Yeah. Uh, I know one thing that we wanted to do is kind of do, uh, ha- have you lead us through the nativity, you know, this just awesome uh, kind of recollection of Jesus' birth. And it's something that, especially, it's kind of like the symbol of Christmas for us Christians yeah. is, you know, we a lot of people have n- nativity scenes. Yeah. And, you know, we'll put those up. Um, so to kind of, like, walk us through that, um, you know, be able, to, be able to, like, pray with that and, and through that. Yep. Um, yeah, so I think what I'd like to do is to walk you through what, just one of the ways that I pray, and it's it's not unique in, in really, excuse me, really in any any kind of a way, um, but it's a way that, that we can pray as Catholics and do pray as Catholics, and it's a way to um, to reflect and to meditate, to contemplate the, the great mystery, and then allow also the Holy Spirit to move in our lives. Um, so I think what I want to do is um, just read uh, a passage from Luke chapter 2, um, and we'll be hearing this, I think, on Christmas Eve. Um, and then to just walk you through a way to, to like, a guided meditation through this. Yeah, is that okay? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, um, in a way that, that I pray and allow myself to enter into the mystery and allow God to move um, my soul and to, to inspire, to show me uh, just lots of good graces. So, uh, yeah, so Luke chapter 2, this is, this is the birth of Jesus. In those days, a decree went out from Caesarea Augustus, Caesar Augustus, sorry, that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph too went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to, to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, 
because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. I'm just going to stop right there, and I'm just going to take that, really that last part, um, you know, of, of Jesus and Mary going to Bethlehem, and Bethlehem's a, just a small town on a hillside, um, and it's, it's just kind of outside of Jerusalem, um, not very far, um, but it would have been a very tiny kind of village with some probably small houses and a couple small places for people to stay. There's lots of beautiful fields around the hillside there um, where shepherds, as we know, would have been um, out in the fields with their, with their sheep and their flocks. Um, sort of a, a landscape for livestock and different things like that. Um, some so lots of grass, but also lots of rocky areas and caves and niches and stuff inside of the hill where people would actually live or stay or they would keep the animals. And so you know they would have gone into one of these caves and um, that's where she would have given birth. Uh, is inside not like a probably not like a wooden barn like we would think a barn would be, but really a cave. A, or a hewn out part of the hillside where the animals would have gone in to, to sleep and to stay. Um, and that's where she gives birth. Um, and it's, it's likely just her and Joseph there, and there are probably some animals there as well. Um, and she wraps him in swaddling clothes, it says, right? Uh, and so it's, she just takes whatever she can find and wraps him up in it, keep him warm. And she puts him in a manger. So the manger, right, is what the animals would have fed out of. So they would have had straw in it. We traditionally see that straw, right? It's so she places him in the the trough that the animals were eating out of, that the animals would have ate out of. So it's it's quite a scene. Um, if if you know if you're in the car, you know you can be listening to this, or if you're at home, this is an opportunity to take take just three steps. I'm just going to walk you through three steps. There's number of different steps in this kind of prayer, but I'm just going to give you three right now. And one is to just ask for a grace as you enter into maybe just some time of, of meditating on this this beautiful scene. So to ask for a grace that, that you desire um, might be the grace of, of faith, might be the grace of peace, um, it might be the grace of healing, might be the grace of deeper relationship, whatever is in your heart right now. And to just just take a, a time right now to turn to the Lord and and just speak to Him and just say, Lord, please in this time of prayer, give me the grace of and ask for something. Just ask whatever your heart desires um, right now, and then and then lovingly submit to that ask too. To say, you know, let Your will be done in me, Lord. Um, sometimes our asks can be. They're good. We need to bring them before the Lord, but the Lord then will take that and direct our hearts um, with that, with where our hearts are at. So um, just be open to how the Lord may want to uh, give to you in your ask. Um, but, but certainly do that. Uh, present your need, present your desire to the Lord of, of 
the grace that you you want for yourself um, in this uh, time of, of prayer. So it, it might be as simple as just saying, Lord Jesus, and just ask for the gift of a, a deep sense of your love for me and a deep sense of, of peace in this time right now. And I could use some healing of mind and heart and memory and just ask for the grace of knowing your love and that it might bring my heart and my mind peace. Lord Jesus, I, I thank you for hearing this this request. So, you know, you pray a prayer like that and, and, and just place your need um, out loud maybe even, you know, uh, to him. Some of you might have something to write with. You might even write out a, just a little prayer of, Lord Jesus, I ask for this. Now I invite you to receive from the Lord, um, to receive from him um, the grace of, of his presence and of being present to him. So be present there and, and receive the image of of this scene that we have. And so you might just close your eyes and take a breath and calm your heart and your mind and allow yourself to go there, to imagine yourself uh, in a, in a hill country where there is, there's grass and there's stone and uh, there's, there's dirt and you can see some small villages, some small simple houses and stuff. Um, but then you, as you, as you imagine yourself there, you know, you feel the air. <laughs> it's probably, you know, a, a temperate um, climate of, of uh, warm to coolish. Uh, what time of day is it? Or what time of night is it? Where where does the Lord put it right now? And are you in are you in a nighttime or an evening or a, a morning or a day? Um, just get a sense and feel the weather. That's it's a way of just placing yourself there. And you know now just invite the Lord. To say okay, Lord, I, I just invite you to to lead my heart and my mind and my very soul to how you want to show me your love. Allow yourself to be moved to uh, the cave to where Jesus and Mary and Joseph are. Or, and, and what is the scene that you walk into? What is the, what is the scene? It, it might be just whatever the scene is that you walk into. Allow yourself to enter into it. And it's, it's what the Lord wants to reveal to your heart right now. And let, let the Lord just show you that. And be there. Be present might make you uncomfortable, you know, you might be going, oh, I don't know if I, I'm scared or anything, I, but just allow yourself to, to be there and to be be in the presence of, of the three of them and whatever they're going through in this moment. You might look at the expression on their faces and allow them to show you how they feel right now in this moment and you might uh, just observe the whole the whole area, the whole cave, the whole room. What is the what is the smell? Maybe you smell the hay or the dust or the animals or the air. And as as you enter into this, uh, just receive this image and allow yourself to imagine how they respond to you. So, what is the response um, to that to this scene? What is their response to your presence and you being there? What is the image that the Lord moves into your heart and mind of, 
of their response to you. Uh, it, it might be anything. I, I don't want to lead it too much here. So, But just receive that. Receive that image and allow, your, allow the Lord to just move in that. Um, it may be... Maybe something that is said to you, or um, an action, or a, a movement, <laughs> uh, whatever it may be. Just receive that and allow that to allow yourself to sit there in that for a bit. And then, um, with that, um, respond to it. What is your response? What comes from your heart? What comes from within you toward toward this action or word or image that that? Jesus has given you that Mary and Joseph have given that that God is that has stirred in you and moved in you. Respond to that with an action or a word or a sentiment or just what is your response to it? And so respond to it within your heart to respond back. You might you might take some time to allow this to to just go on for a bit and let the Lord move it. Just pray for the Holy Spirit to, to move the heart and soul and mind and imagination to, to really be led by the Lord and guided by the Lord. And then in time, just come out of that and allow yourself an opportunity to reflect and to, to just pray on that and, and ask the Lord for grace to, to just receive that, um, the grace of that time of prayer. Um, and to give the Lord thanks, come out of it with thanksgiving too, whatever it may be. And and then, how are you going to uh, react now in your own life? Uh, what is that? What is that speaking now to your your life and your situation, and even the grace that you asked for? Now, how how does that get played out as you take this next step in your day or in this season, uh, in your week? So, an opportunity and a way to pray, folks, um, and enter into the mystery more deeply. Um, it's, a, it's really a great way to pray it and to just ask that the Holy Spirit would guide you in it. Um, you know, I just did it in, I don't know, five, six minutes or something like that, but or maybe a little bit longer. But, um, you know, it's something that you can just take your time with too. just kind of follow those steps into it and allow the Lord just to move your heart. It may happen quickly. It may happen slow. Um, but it's it's one way of praying. It's It's one of the ways that we can enter into the mystery more deeply, and it's one of the ways that we can pray. Um, there's lots of ways to pray. This is one way. Um, uh, a lot of people do find this very fruitful and, and beautiful and, and grace-filled and very, very deep. So don't be afraid or don't be shocked. Sometimes very unexpected things happen in this kind of prayer. Just let it come to you. Let the Lord work in your heart. Um, you might be surprised at what he might do um, with your heart and your soul um, if you open yourself up to, to his movement. So Great. Thank you, Father. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's just a great... Uh a great kind of practice, but also real. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's one of the cool things about prayer. It's both real and, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a muscle. You yeah. Know? Um, so, so yeah, so, uh, a great, a great, um, kind of example for us and to kind of guide, guide us a little bit during this Christmas season of kind of ways that we can use the scripture that we're hearing, you know, at mass, um, to, uh, for God to speak to us in a kind of a, a, a new, a new and real way. Yep. Yeah, it's it. It can be it can be very, uh, it can be very powerful and very moving. And you know, don't just say you know. I don't. We can't really necessarily overanalyze it. We just got to kind of mm -hmm. receive whatever the Lord gives. And 
um, don't don't overthink whatever comes to to heart and mind too much. You know, like let 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 God lead it, and and you'll know. You know, there is a sense of like, yeah, no, that's in line with God's movement and God's spirit towards me. You know, and uh, yeah, as you enter into that prayer, you'll know, and the the spirit is moving you. And don't be afraid of it. Uh, yeah, I've just had lots of good graces in my life and in my prayer life when I let the Lord move move in that direction. There's sometimes where I'm like, "What in the world's going on? What, Lord? What? What's this? What's this about?" And then down the road, I go, "Wow, that that prayer and that image that Jesus gave me is really, really meaningful now." Yeah, you know, may not completely understand it at the moment. You just you just receive it and let it be. In many ways, you know, think about it, react to it, but yeah, don't overthink either. So. Great. Well, thank you again, Father. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just hope you all have a have a great Christmas. Have a great Christmas. Remember Christmas. There's, it's the octave of Christmas. Celebrate it all the way through. You know, the the eight days after Christmas, and then all the way to Epiphany. Well, Epiphany will be this this uh, the following Sunday, the fifth, and and all the baptism of the Lord. You know, Christmas season. Yeah. So. Great. Well, we will we will talk to you next week. May God bless you, and may Jesus Christ be praised. <laughs>